In order to become a fluent English speaker, you need to sound confident and intelligent, and you will do this by increasing your English vocabulary using real words that you use in conversations with real examples and not just textbook flashcards. In today's video, I'm going to teach you 20 advanced English adjectives to level up your vocabulary. If you guys want to study more with this list, make sure to subscribe to my email list using the link below in the comments. Let's get started. Ordinarily, when we talk about drama, we are talking about acting or the theater when there are serious, deep emotional performances. But when we say that someone is dramatic in our day-to-day -day life, we're usually meaning that they are being very emotional and it's almost unnecessary how emotional they're being. Let's look at some examples. So we've all seen videos of children when they're acting very dramatic, especially young children. You know, their mom or their dad doesn't let them have exactly what they want. They say, I hate you. I don't like you. They don't really hate their parent. They're just being extra dramatic. Sometimes in English, we also say they're being overdramatic, meaning they're being too dramatic for the situation. They're showing too many emotions. Another way that we can think about this word being dramatic is if someone has a small injury and they act like they need to go to the hospital, you could say you're being overdramatic. It's just a paper cut. If you say that someone is jealous, it means they are wanting what another person has. The opposite of just being jealous is to admire someone or to be admiring. When I was a kid, I was always jealous of my friends who had trampolines. My parents would never let me buy a trampoline because they said it was too dangerous and I was really jealous. Now, as an adult, I don't want a trampoline, but I am jealous of people who have saunas. That looks so nice in the winter. So you can describe either a person or an idea as being logical. If you say that something is logical, it means it makes sense and the plan has been thought all the way through. Or if a person is logical, it means they don't make a lot of mistakes. They usually just do the right thing according to what's going to benefit them. The opposite of someone who is logical is someone who is just nonsensical or just saying nonsense. So if you live in a cold place like myself, you would think it's logical to wear a jacket outside all of the time, especially a very heavy jacket, but I think that people who live in cold places aren't very logical. We sometimes just run from our car to the store or to the house because we say, oh, I'm used to the cold. Like, it's not that cold. I don't want to carry my jacket. I think this is kind of illogical. It's not logical to do this because we live in a cold place. We should be wearing jackets. This is definitely an advanced adjective. When you say that something is hereditary, it means it's inherited. And this can be a very scientific word, but sometimes we just use it as well in our day-to-day -day lives to say that something is inherited from our parents. The opposite of saying something is hereditary is to say it's non-hereditary. So this word hereditary, it's very advanced English word because we use it in medical terms. We say like this disease is hereditary. For instance, the disease cystic fibrosis is hereditary. It's passed down genetically. That's the phrase that we use, passed down. And, you know, you get it from your parents. Now, we use this in a less serious way as well. If we want to say that we got some sort of trait or characteristic from our parents, we could say, oh yeah, my sense of humor is hereditary, meaning my parents are funny. 
they have a sense of humor, and they pass down that trait to me. It's hereditary. If something or someone makes you laugh, you can say that it's comedic. We usually describe people, movies, and television as comedic if it is funny. However, saying that something is comedic is not an exact synonym for saying it's funny. It just means that it's funny in nature or there are a lot of funny parts to it. But funny can also be kind of insulting as well. So make sure if you want to compliment someone on how much they're making you laugh, you say you're so comedic. If someone tells you a joke, you can say, oh, that was funny. But you wouldn't often say that's comedic. Comedic is a bit more formal. It's good for compliments. And again, it's good for describing television shows. The opposite of saying that someone is comedic is saying that they are very serious or stiff. I try to be comedic with my English lessons because my goal of teaching English online is to be entertaining and actually make the language fun. So if the lesson is comedic and it's making you laugh a little bit, I think that's good. And if you like this lesson, if you find it entertaining, make sure you subscribe to the channel and give this video a like. I would really appreciate that. If someone is energetic, it means they have a lot of energy or they're very active and they're very vibrant. The opposite of energetic is to be low energy or another advanced adjective that means the opposite is to be lethargic, which means kind of tired and slow. I may seem pretty calm in my YouTube videos, but in my real life, a lot of people consider me very energetic. I'm always playing with my children. I'm always cleaning. I'm doing a lot of things. I have a lot of energy and people describe me as energetic. And I, I like being energetic. I think it's a very positive thing. When we want to say that something will last for a long time, we say it is quality. Now, oftentimes English speakers will say high quality or low quality. High quality and quality essentially mean the same thing. It means that the thing is well-made and it will last for many, many years. The opposite, low quality, means it was very cheaply made and it will probably break or fall apart quickly. Last summer, I finally bought myself some quality running shoes and they will probably last me another year or two, but the summer before that and the summer before that, I bought low quality running shoes so they only lasted one season and they're super dirty and they have holes in them and they're not good. They're not quality. So it's always important to buy high quality shoes, especially if you're running a lot. If you say that someone is really direct, it means that they will always tell you exactly how they're feeling or they will tell you what they feel about you. I think one thing that's really hard for Americans is to be direct. We always want to kind of dance around a tough subject to talk about. Or if we want to criticize someone, we won't directly criticize them. We won't be as direct as we should be. And then in some cultures, people are super direct. They say, I don't like that or that's not good, which I think is okay. I think it's important to be honest and it's good to be direct sometimes. But of course, in the United States especially, you want to be polite when you're criticizing someone and maybe not as direct. If we describe someone as intimidating in English, it's usually a negative characteristic or quality. It means that we're kind of scared of the person. 
because of the way that they act. It's hard to go up to them and start a conversation because you either think that they're very important or you think that they're going to be mean if they're intimidating. We can also use this word intimidating to describe certain tasks or certain things that we have to do. Like learning a language can seem very intimidating. It means it's kind of hard and a little bit scary. Another one of my goals as an English teacher is to make English learning not feel so intimidating or scary. I make sure to point out my own English mistakes when I make them or if someone says in the comments, well, you said this and I'll say, yeah, I did. That's a mistake because I don't want to be intimidating to my students. I want them to know that my English is imperfect and they shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes. The word bizarre is kind of interesting to use. You can use it instead of strange, but sometimes if you say that something is bizarre, it means it's kind of um, unexplainable. When I think of the word bizarre or the adjective, I think of celebrities like Michael Jackson or Britney Spears that just got so famous that their behavior starts to get very bizarre. And I think that's just because the pressure and the amount of people that know them becomes too much and they just they almost lose it mentally so their behavior starts seeming really bizarre i thought that this adjective was really interesting to describe how some people act when people see celebrities and they can't even talk or think or do anything normal they are starstruck so you can describe a person as being starstruck if they're very excited about seeing a celebrity and they can hardly talk I actually have a really funny story about this adjective. When I was in high school, I worked at an ice cream store. And I remember it was the 4th of July, which is a big holiday here in the United States, if you're not familiar. And this professional baseball player comes in with his family to order ice cream. And I just treated him like a normal person, just took his order. But my friends who were working in the store behind me, they were freaking out. They could hardly talk and... They were getting really excited and almost starstruck. But for me, I just acted completely normal because I wanted to treat him normally and not make him feel weird. But some people were starstruck in the store. This adjective popular is very useful in many different ways when we're speaking advanced English. If we want to say that someone is very well known and also very well liked, we usually say that they are popular. We can also say that a food or television show or even a piece of clothing is very popular, meaning a lot of people have it or watch it or want it. When I was in high school, I don't think I was very popular. I went to a really large high school, so not everybody knew who I was, which I think is a good thing. I did have a lot of close friends, but again, I wasn't super popular. And now, sometimes when I have videos that a lot of people see, and someone from my high school sees my video, they think I'm popular online, but obviously I'm just a normal person. Now my goal on this channel is to teach you words that are not irrelevant. When something is irrelevant, it means it doesn't matter. It's either very old or it just doesn't have any use anymore. The opposite of irrelevant is relevant, meaning it's very useful now, relevant. It feels very irrelevant to own an actual paper dictionary these days. When I was in college, this was kind of not too long ago, but the technology of having a smartphone or just always having your laptop or 
Siri or Alexa, you know, asking about a word wasn't available. So we were required for my Spanish class to buy big dictionaries that were English to Spanish dictionaries. And nowadays, I feel like that's so irrelevant. Do you own or use an actual dictionary or do you only use technology? Let me know about that in the comments today as well. If we want to say that someone has a lot of friends or they often like to have conversations with all sorts of different people, we can say they are very social. If you are social, you're usually very extroverted. You like talking to people. You have a lot of energy to go to parties and events. The opposite of social is antisocial. When I was a child, I really valued my time just reading alone or watching television by myself. I really liked that time and I wasn't always so social. Now my mom, who's an extrovert, meaning she's an extra social person, she likes talking to people, she always found this weird about me, but I just always told her I, I like being alone sometimes. So I'm not as social, but she is very social. Usually when we say that something is valuable, it means that it's worth a lot of money or you could sell it for a lot of money. For instance, many women in the United States have valuable wedding rings, meaning they cost a lot of money. But value is not always about money. So when we say, you know, an English lesson was valuable, it means we learned a lot from it. And if you found this English lesson valuable, make sure you subscribe to my channel and give me a like on this video. I would love to hear some of the new words that you were able to learn in the comments. The opposite of saying that something was valuable is to say either it was cheap, if it doesn't cost a lot of money, or if it wasn't worth your time or worth a lot, you could say it was worthless. One of the most valuable things that I've ever read in a book is to not criticize and condemn people if you want them to like you or if you want to be friends with them. And this is, of course, from the famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. But it's true. People really hate being criticized. They get defensive and they don't listen. So this piece of advice is really valuable if you're trying to influence someone. If a person really motivates you or inspires you to do good things or to do things that are better for yourself, you can say that they are inspiring. This is a really good compliment to give to someone that really motivates you. You want to say that you're inspiring. I was listening to a podcast the other day with Rob Deerdeck. I don't know if you know him from the television show Ridiculousness or Fantasy Factory. And it was actually so surprising how inspiring he was. He dropped out of high school and he's become a very successful entrepreneur. So I just thought his story was really inspiring. Another great adjective to describe someone who is really a good person and doesn't do things that are fake or they don't do things just to appeal to other people. They just are really themselves. You could say they are genuine. If you want to say that someone is doing good, for the sake of doing good and not to earn money or to earn fame or to earn other people's positive opinion, you can say, wow, that was really genuine. They just genuinely want to help. I don't have a great example for this word, but honestly, if somebody is very genuine, you can just feel it right away. You can tell if they're not lying or pretending to be someone else. But if someone is disingenuous, it's also very obvious. If someone is competitive, it means they like to compete. They like to have contests. Oftentimes, athletes are very competitive. They want to win. 
But people who are in the business world, in their jobs, they want to be competitive. It means they want to do really well and be the best at what they do. This adjective describes my family perfectly. We are very competitive. So when I play board games around the holidays with my grandma and my aunts and my mom and my brother, they get way too competitive. And we like to play games like trivia and things like that, but we all are trying to win. And we actually can't play Monopoly anymore because we start arguing and some people cheat because we're just all too competitive. If you want to describe someone who is very serious about their job, and it comes off in a good way to you, you can say that they are very professional. In the United States, if you want to say that someone is doing something at work that isn't appropriate, you can say that was not professional. Or if someone is just always nice at work and they always are hardworking, you can say they are such a professional or they are so professional. Here are my two tips to be professional that I think will always be good tips. So first always dress professionally. They always say dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. So try to dress professional and people will view you as more professional. The second tip is always answer the phone in a professional way because you never know who is calling. Don't just answer the phone like, hello, hi. Say, hi, it's Kayla. How can I help you? I think that's way more professional and it might pay off in the long run. The last adjective on today's list is a very negative one. If you want to say that someone is very bossy, a more advanced way to say that is to say that they are controlling. Someone who is controlling literally always tries to control or boss what is happening. So if you are in a relationship with a controlling person, meaning they want to tell you exactly what to do, all of the time that can be a very negative thing. My only relationship advice that I'll give you in this video is to not be with someone who's controlling and especially don't marry someone who is controlling. I think it's really important for people to make their own decisions in life and to control their own life. And if you are with a controlling person, they'll always tell you what to do, where to be, who you can't see. So I just don't think it's healthy and I think it's best to be with someone who's more democratic, I'll say.